We'll hear argument first this morning in number 91-155, International Society versus Krishna Consciousness versus Walter Lee and Walter Lee versus International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Um, Mr. Fisher. Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court. Born at the onset of the 70s and by the early 80s, the subject of an unusual consensus of 30-plus cases, now in the 90s, the issue presented today of airport crossroads as commerce and idea marketplaces may well serve to shape the future of the public forum as we not long from now end this and enter the next century. And it's from the vantage point today of what so many cases, including six circuits, the Canadian Supreme Court, findings of Congress and the FAA with its special knowledge and airport expertise, almost 20 years of time, place, and manner regulations that have been tailored by airports throughout the country to ensure and protect the free and unburdened passenger flow at airports. Also today, uh, some free market and other analysis su uh, supplied by Amici Free Congress Foundation and Concerned Women for America. And also, unlike uh, perhaps any case in, in recent times, uh, a kind of uh, special judicial notice, because everyone in the courtroom has probably witnessed what's at issue here. Indeed, Your Honors, from the Ninth Circuit's Kozinski, the 73 case, not the judge, to the present, no kind of forum has been the subject of so much analysis covering so many facets, and it's from this vantage point that we present this case today, which began 17 years ago with a very fast-track start of a TRO hearing within less than an hour of filing the case that I had with my colleague here, Mr. Berg. But soon the case took a slow-track nosedive, and the first 13 years of the case, 75 to 88, focused solely on the airline leased terminals as opposed to the Port Authority unleased general circulation areas, which the Port Authority, months before we filed a case, much months before we talked about a case, said we're subject to no regulations uh, excluding ISCON, and the Port Authority agreed to ISCON's very limited presence and subject to detailed Port Authority-tailored time, place, and manner regulations. Uh, and these regulations were altered over the ensuing 13 years as the Port Authority saw that its, uh, it, its needs increased. And I want to give an example. Uh, the only place at Kennedy Airport that was allowed then and is allowed to this day is a off-the-beaten uh, uh, track area in the mezzanine area of the International Arrivals Building. It's in the vicinity of the stained glass chapel that holds regular Catholic, Protestant, and Jewish services. Now, during the first 13 years of the case, the Port Authority neither disputed that those areas that they allowed ISCON to be in were public forum, <coughs> nor did they complain about the agreement. And the airport deputy director, Mr. Sloan, testified in his deposition in 1985 that the arrangement with ISCON worked out okay. But, Your Honors, in 1988, ISCON settled with all the airlines. At one point, the district court ordered in every airline from Aeroflot to Zambia Air. But we settled with all of the airlines. And the Port Authority, standing alone for the first time in the history of this case, and perhaps inspired by Jews for Jesus uh, that not long ago uh, ex at that point expressly left the public forum issue open, 
1988, for the first time in this case, the Port Authority put the non-leased areas at issue when it declared at a summary judgment proceeding. Mr. Fish. Yes, Your Honor. Are, are you making some point that they had waived that or that the Second Circuit was wrong in dealing with on the merits? If not, why do you spend so much time on it? I think the, what this case is about. Will you answer the, my question? I, the answer is no, Your Honor. You're not, not arguing that. I'm not arguing that point, and the reason I'm, I'm presenting this is that I think that it's important for the actual factual context and, of this case and the importance or non-importance of facts that are now being argued to the court be put in perspective as to what this case is about. So I, I think uh, it is important for, for the court to, to understand this, and I'll just spend another minute or two on it. But at the summary judgment hearing, it was announced for the first time that a regulation had just been promulgated banning ISCON's literature distribution and solicitations. But, Your Honors, at that summary judgment hearing, which was held four years ago today on March 25, 1988, Mr. Berg at Joint Appendix 496 underscored that the ban was based on purpose characterization, a legal presentation, and not anything to do with ISCON's conduct, and that if the court did in fact determine that the areas in question were public fora, then as far as he was concerned and the Port Authority was concerned, and he said, we don't object to the present arrangement that's been made. Now, for the first time in this case, uh, the, the briefs here say that uh, if it is a forum, it can still be excluded. Now, the Port Authority enacted this regulation, announced that day, behind closed doors without any record, without any hearing, except the preamble. And that makes clear that it was directed at ISKCON's scripture ministry, which consists of religious book distribution and solicitations from book takers of a printing cost defraying donation, without which the ministry would be crippled. Now, the regulation's preamble singles out ISKCON in a way that is not so different from the way that the Moonies were singled out in the, uh, uh, in the law that was struck down in Larson versus Valenti and the laws we cite in our reply brief uh, in the 1880s that were tailored to exclude the Salvation Army from their particular mode of expression. Now, as I said, the petitioners have continued their activity at the airports during the last four years, as they have for the 13-plus years before pending review of this law that categorically bans their literature distribution and solicitations in the terminals, if done for any length of time, no matter how innocuously conducted. But the regulation does recognize that the terminals are 404 and does permit continuous preaching, but not 1 Timothy 5, and it allows repetitive singing, but not the praises of solicitations. Mr. It does. Fisher, yes, Your Honor. Um, would you concede that the airport could limit access to only ticketed passengers? Yes, Your Honor. And in fact, the and it airport did so rather recently in in many areas. In Desert did Storm. It not? Yes. yes, and that wasn't the first time that that happened. Over the, uh, the 17 years of this case, there have been storms, there have been wars, right. there have been a number of instances where all or part of the airports have been uh, well, restricted to do you, passengers. Do you think that, that conceded uh, ability of the airport to limit access uh, bears on our forum analysis in any way? Not on the question of whether the airport is a forum or not. It bears on the question of what time, place, and manner regulations would be appropriate. And in fact, uh, I mentioned airports throughout the country that have time, place, and manner regulations, they typically provide 
for emergency situations and what have you, where uh, it's well, necessary to. I thought that it it uh, had some relationship to the analysis in Coquinda, for example, um, and I just wondered how you would uh, characterize that. I don't think that the question, again, of whether the airport is a forum which can be subject to time, place, and manner regulation, as it has been for these 17 years, uh, is answered by the question of whether in an emergency or some catastrophe or whatever, areas in addition to areas that normally uh, would be no problem or passenger flow or whatever, whether those areas uh, also could be closed at that time. I don't think that answers the question in and of itself. The fact that, it, that at some points it could be closed. I mean, obviously the sidewalks and the parks can be closed at certain times, but that doesn't answer the question as to whether they are classic uh, public forum. Uh, I was commenting on this regulation of what it allows and doesn't allow. Yes, Your Honor. Uh, you would say that if a, an airport uh, permanently uh, permitted only uh, ticketed passengers, uh, uh, that uh, uh, you would think that was invalid? Not necessarily. I, I think... Well, it's hardly a, a time, place, or manner well, it wouldn't regulation, be. is it? No, Your Honor, it's if true. As long as it's forever. That's a time, all right. That's a time. And what uh, the petitioners do is a manner, I suppose. But the... Uh, you know, we might come back to a court such as this, and, and if that were the case, and argue that it didn't make any sense whatsoever, and challenge it uh, of, under the court's jurisprudence regarding time, place, and manner regulations, and say that that isn't a time, place, and manner regulation. What jurisprudence is that? Are, are things that don't make sense jurisprudence? This is well, I would hope that it is in, in which that. case, Pardon? this is either a public forum, in which case things that make sense have to be allowed. Or it's not a public forum in which even things that make sense don't have to be allowed. I mean, that's, that's simply the issue, isn't it, whether it's a public forum or not. Whether it's and a public forum. I don't see how forum. you can answer Justice White to say that the, the airports can keep everybody out except ticketed passengers and yet still maintain that it's a public forum. Well, I don't know what it would look like. If, if they really did that, it would <laughs> I, I don't not care what it, it would look like. Can you, you, would, you acknowledge they can do it. I acknowledge that you could have an airport that did that. It wouldn't have the attraction of shops, and therefore there wouldn't be shops, and there wouldn't be a lot of the things that are at the airport. Well, then it's not a public forum. I mean, you couldn't do that to the, with the public streets, could you? You couldn't say nobody on the public streets? In some, in some places and sometimes, uh, you can close streets. It's, well, yeah, but not forever. Not forever. <laughs> Let's just talk about Kennedy Airport. Now, do you agree that, uh, that, that the airport Port Authority could uh, ban all people from the airport except ticketed passengers inside the terminal or not? I thought you said yes. I said ago. yes in the context of the fact that that, ha that happens on occasion. Now, it, whether they well, could do it all the time uh, well, would... It can't, be, it can't be a public forum if they could do it all the time. Well... All I meant by that was that it would be subject to time, place, and manner regulation, and I would argue that they couldn't. But, in fact, they do sometimes close the airports. Well, why, why couldn't they limit it to ticketed passengers? Your answer is because it's a public forum. Well, that's right. just Thank secure. You. <laughs> the, 
Uh, that, 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 that's just circular to, to say that they can't because it's a well, what we do is look at the way a thing exists and decide whether it's a public forum, not say in advance it's a public forum and therefore it has to exist in a certain way. Why isn't your answer the fact that they have not done that? They could close parks too, I suppose, but that doesn't stop them from being public forums, does it? it well, that obviously is true that this has never happened. It's happened for short periods of time. We are talking theoretically, and I guess I could envision, uh, uh, you know, some airport that, uh, that wanted to do that. And let me just say that over this, the, the years of this, of this litigation, uh, where airports decided to close off, I mean, it wasn't always that ticketed passengers in some airports couldn't go beyond the security check, but now in some places they do that. And generally, uh, ISCON has respected that and not challenged that proposition. If, if it wasn't open to the general public beyond the security check area, then they sought the general circulation areas where the general public was allowed. Well, is there, is there anything what are the findings of fact by the district court? Didn't the district court make some findings as to people, what class of people use the airport? Um, and what, yes, what, I, what I'm trying to get, do people simply come out to the airport to shop even though they're not meeting anybody or uh, sending someone off or themselves traveling? Yes, Your Honor. There's a, there's a wide variety of people what, that come to the airport. Well, uh, did the district court make findings? Yes, Your Honor. What, what are they? Uh, I cannot refer you to the, uh, uh, to the page. Well, I mean, the findings were that pair of, pair generally of, characterizing the airport, pointing out that people come to the airport, I mean, first of all, travelers, and they're there, and they're waiting around because of delayed, canceled flights. Uh, could you address meters. yourself to my particular Yes, meters, there are meters and greeters. People, they have art and music exhibits and events at airports that, that are designed to attract people. There are people that do go to the uh, airport shops to shop. There are I, I, I realize popular. that, but yes. let me rephrase my yes. question since I, you apparently didn't understand it first. I'm sorry. Uh, are there people who go out to the airport who are not either meeting planes or to greet someone or send someone off on a plane or to get on a plane themselves or to get off a plane themselves? And the answer is yes. There are people that are curious, the people that, that and, hang out at airports, that go to Anton's, the national and airport. Did, did the district court f find on this particular point? Well, may, I'm maybe, sorry, I cannot, may, refer, maybe, you, I maybe, cannot refer you to a specific... Maybe uh, you could cover it. Then what, what was your answer based on that you gave me just now if it wasn't on a district court finding? There are uh, materials in our brief that set out statistics regarding the, the uh, nature uh, and, uh, and interest of the people that go to the airports. And it's uh, a wide variety, and it's all set out in our, in our in, brief. To Kennedy Airport? Yes, Your Honor. And airports generally in the country. Mr. Fisher, would it make any difference to the significance of your case if the answer was no, that nobody uh, went out there who was not either going out to get a plane or meet somebody, but that they did other things while they were there? In other words, obviously they don't have to go to a Bloomingdale's in order to meet a, a plane. Wouldn't your, wouldn't your position uh, be just as strong or just as weak as the case may be if the answer were nobody went out there except uh, to meet a plane, but they also, when they did go out there, they went out to do other things, and the government, in effect, has created uh, a space in which that, in fact, is done. The answer is yes, Your Honor. Yeah. The, uh, the airports are designed to attract 
large numbers of people and to fill their time while they are waiting. And people wait, whether they're meters or greeters or, or uh, people on journeys. They're designed to attract people? You mean they're, they are trying to get more people into Kennedy Airport? Yes, they're, they're trying to get people to come there. <laughs> you know, Isn't that surprising? I know a lot of people who go out of their way to avoid Kennedy Airport, but I don't know anybody that goes there. Your Honor, there's a fight just, just to be part of the crowd. There are, there are wonderful shops there. For 17 years, there's been the opportunity for spiritual counseling. There's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a, such a wide variety from, of opportunities for spending time out there. Can, can you argue, counsel, that it is consistent with our precedents to say that a public forum exists uh, in part depending upon the uses to which the government decides to put the property from time to time? Yes, Your Honor. I think that, that is a factor. It, uh, this gets into perhaps the So the fact that the government uh, or the airport authority can close the airport uh, is, under that theory, irrelevant if, in fact, it has not done so. Is, is, is that the theory of your case? The theory of the case, first of all, is that the airport is a transportation crossroads, and we've made a, an argument of crossroads and transportation nodes in, in history that are marketplaces for commerce and ideas and that are appropriate places for, the, for First Amendment expression. That's the, the first argument. Well, I, I'm, 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 I'm still puzzled as to the answer to my question. Is, is it your theory of the case that a public forum either exists or doesn't exist depending upon the uses to which the government has decided to put the particular property? There would be the argument discussed before that even if arbitrarily and suddenly they decided to close the airport to the non-ticketed public, that it would still be a public forum. The fact here is that the, these airports, and the airports generally, serve a billion people a year, half of which are, are non-travelers, and they are set aside and designated and utilized by the a wide variety of public, and the public is encouraged by the wide variety of shops and what have you to spend time there, spend money, and to utilize the airports. Well, I'm, ways I'm, that, I'm trying that to ask you to, to focus on the, on the precedence of this court and to ask you whether or not we approach a public forum by determining whether or not property has certain objective traditional criteria, like streets and parks, so that we know it's a public forum from that standpoint, or whether or not the analysis is different. We look to see property, property, city to city, airport to airport, how this particular airport or property is now being used. And if it's the latter, I'd like to know what in our cases supports that proposition. The cases that we rely on for the proposition that the airports as a general proposition in, throughout the country, like streets and parks, are thoroughfares and sidewalks and, and the, the same sort of, of enterprise of government that provides a, a, a place for commerce and ideas to, uh, to be disseminated. Um, is the public street cases and all of the, the park cases, and it's a jurisprudence that is not so well developed, 
It's, there are not so many cases that define the public forum. You have a, a first case of Hague versus CIO that makes some comment about uh, from time immemorial. You have cases that we cited that go back to the last century, the Salvation Army cases, which were state Supreme Court cases, that talk in terms of natural law and common law. And it's this, it's this tradition, it's the, the, the accepted social norms that we've pointed to in our briefs that that uh, show that the fanning out of religious uh, true believers and others throughout the, the country to transportation centers through history. Perhaps with the consent of the people who own the transportation centers. Do you, you have any cases that show that these people were sought to be excluded and, and, and a court said, no, you can't exclude them from, let's say, Penn Station, which was privately owned? Well, the, the Salvation Army cases that we came across from, from the 1880s, soon after the Salvation Army came through Ellis Island to to these shores were cases where the cities tried to exclude them, and they weren't based on First Amendment law, but the courts talked in terms of natural law or common law. And it's true, you know, we have a history that we've shown in our brief of, of, of the fact of this activity taking place, of the fact of, uh, of broadsides and pamphlets being uh, distributed everywhere where there were people in the 18th century, and the American Tract Society and other sending out their colporteurs to pioneer wagon train trailheads and to uh, docks oh. and to riverboat sidings and everywhere else. I know, and, and private and, hotels let the Gideon Society put Bibles in the room, too. But and so did it the doesn't make that a public forum just because they choose to allow that. I'm not arguing that it does make it a forum, but to the extent that the, the word tradition comes to play and history is any part of the decision, looking to what was accepted, what really occurred over our history is something that the, the court should consider. And so looking to what has been the history, what has been accepted, what were the social norms, is what we've presented in part. In our Maybe I'm not making, it seems to me that what you have to show was accepted was not just that people they like were allowed there, you have to show that people they didn't like were allowed there, that people they didn't want were allowed there. All, all that your brief shows, I think, is, is that, that, that uh, the people that own these facilities or, or the, the, the municipalities that own these facilities liked to have certain uh, people there, but you never showed that somebody that they didn't like could not have been excluded. Your Honor, and, and that's what a public forum is. You have to let the person jump up on a soapbox and talk about the most absurd and, and, uh, and in, in the view of the person who owns the place, the, 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 the most objectionable matter. Well, many of these religious groups in the 18th century and 19th century that we point to are the predecessors of the Hare Krishnas. They were on popular groups that fanned out, that were going everywhere they could to public places. And this case does not turn on hotels and, and private places. We don't make that argument in our, in, in our brief, Your Honor. Yes, but, 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 but the, case, the case does turn on, 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 on some proposed theory from you as to when we have a public forum. And, and I must say, I, I infer from your answer to me and your colloquy with Justice Scalia, that the approach I suggested is not justified by our cases and would be a considered, considerable departure from our analysis. You seem to be resting on the idea that we know if a public forum is a, a public forum be based on, on tradition. That's a fact. It is or it isn't. And I, I've, no, I think that's I, a fact. I, I, I'm rather surprised that you take that approach. No, Your Honor, you, you misperceive what I say. As we said in our briefs, we, we argue the characteristics of the uh, facility and its similarity to 
streets and parks. We argue the history of acceptance uh, regarding public transportation centers throughout American history and even uh, English common law history. And the, uh, we point to the actual facts of the New York Port Authority and the, uh, uh, the, the history of the people that are there and the designation and allowance of this activity for, for all these years. It's a recent convention. It's a tradition. It's all of these things that come together that make this a public forum. And I'd like to reserve uh, the rest of my time. Thank you. Very well, Mr. Fisher. Mr. Berg, we'll hear from you. Uh, Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the Court, the uh, record in the instant case establishes that virtually everyone who enters the terminal at Kennedy, LaGuardia, and Newark does so for a purpose related to air travel. And that that's, was reflected in the uh, decision by the Second Circuit, which is found at uh, Appendix 5 in the petition for a writ of cert. Also, I'd like to make clear that the consistent Port Authority policy has always been to oppose solicitation and distribution of literature in the air terminals. The agreement uh, referred to by Mr. Fisher was made between council and was motivated on the part of the Port Authority uh, by a litigation strategy in order to avoid the granting of a preliminary injunction, which in our view would have granted greater access to our facilities than the agreement with which we reached. And the agreement, it was always understood that the agreement was during the pendency of the litigation. Uh, at a hearing before the uh, magistrate, after our new regulations were adopted in 1988, uh, Mr. Lieberman, and this, this is, uh, colloquy is found at page 498 and 99 of the joint appendix. Mr. Lieberman representing the Krishnas said that he just found out about the new regulation a few days ago. But I don't really think it changes anything because the port and their opposing papers made it very clear what their policy was. That is that the airport terminals are a non-forum, that their policy is to exclude the distribution of literature and solicitation of donations in the general circulation areas controlled by the port. What are you reading from? Uh, this is page 499 of the joint appendix. And you're reading from the district court? Uh, this uh, was a hearing before the uh, magistrate. You were arguing? Excuse me? This, no, I was reading what Mr. Lieberman stated. Right. Thank you. Uh, conceding that the Port Authority had not changed its position and that the regulations didn't alter the Port Authority's policy that we have always maintained. Just, just so I understand it, your, your regulation uh, would prohibit uh, handing out uh, pamphlets uh, relating to candidates in a presidential campaign at the time of the general election? Uh, that is correct, Justice Kennedy. Uh, do you, does the regulation allow uh, the gathering of signatures on petitions? in the airport? 
It, it would allow that as long as there was no distribution of literature and as long as it did not uh, create. I thought the regulation only went to repetitive distribution of literature. Am I wrong? No, that is correct. Well, uh, by repetitive, does that mean to more than one person, or does that mean on more than one occasion, or, or what? Uh, well, there's two, two words used. It's, uh -huh. It prohibits continuous or repetitive distribution of literature. And Black's Law Dictionary... Well, does that, as you understand it, would it... Uh, prohibit a local charity, for example, from going to the airport on a given day and handing out a bunch of leaflets encouraging people to participate in a fundraising activity uh, to many people? Or does it just prohibit coming back day after day to do that? Uh, it, I don't it, understand. Our, our understanding is that it would prohibit a one-day activity. That would be continuous or repetitive. To more than one person. Right, to more than one person. The idea was to exclude a passing of a note, say, to a companion, to make it clear that it did not to apply to that situation. Or if one traveler said to another traveler, would you like to contribute uh, to my... Well, well, let me ask you this. Uh, suppose it's a non-public forum. Do, you, do the regulations still have to meet a reasonableness test, do you suppose? I, I believe they do. The regulations, uh, as I read this Court's decisions on non-public fora, they must be reasonable and viewpoint neutral. And in a, an airport that has a lot of commercial activity and permits people to stand around and visit and allows children to play, and petition signatures to be gathered in one thing and another. Do you think it's reasonable to prohibit the passing out of literature I, in the public area? You, you, you defend that as being totally reasonable. Uh, I do, Your Honor. And why? Because our experience has shown that this type of activity, solicitation and distribution of literature, uh, is inconsistent with the air travel purpose to which the airports are de devoted. Well, now, how, how can you say that handing out a leaflet to someone who wants to accept it is inconsistent with the other activities that the airport has allowed? And hasn't this court uh, drawn a distinction, in part, uh, for solicitation, which requires much more? Uh, this, this court has drawn such a distinction, and I agree that solicitation is more disruptive and that solicitation also has other problems uh, attached to it, such as it's conducive to fraud. But I also believe that uh, distribution of literature is also uh, disruptive and that it would be reasonable to prohibit such activity. It has many of the same attributes that solicitation does. It still interferes, uh, creates congestion, delay, interferes with people's passage. Oh, does it bother you if you say no thanks and keep walking? I mean, I, I don't understand. I, 
Presumably, with a solicitor, you could also say, no, I'm not interested and keep walking. But the activity at the airport is, does cause delay by stopping people, even if it stops a person who wants to discuss it, that backs up people behind them. Well, well, isn't the answer that it does bother you, but there are a lot of things in the First Amendment that bother you? Well, what the First it, Amendment is for is to bother people. <laughs> the, the issue, I believe, is where this type of activity is appropriate. Mr. Berger, are, are you sure you want to you concede that the First Amendment requires that even in, in non-public forums, any limitations you, uh, you impose have to be reasonable? It's, it's sort of an overarching reasonableness requirement for all, all areas that are, that, that are at all uh, publicly owned or publicly regulated? A sort of general federal administrative prescription that every rule has to be reasonable? I, I believe this, this court in Cornelius and, and other cases has stated that even in a non-public forum... You can't have content discrimination, I suppose. But does every restriction you have have to be a reasonable restriction? Well, no, I, that, that's a... I, well, at least that's what this court has said. Right? Right. It has said... <laughs> but it, it, it has also said that it need not be the most reasonable, nor the only reasonable. And I think there is a low level of scrutiny in a, in a non-public forum. I, I, Mr. Berg, doesn't reasonable have to be judged in some kind of a functional term? Uh, and doesn't that prevent there being any kind of a blanket rule necessarily for all airports? Uh, if, if the government constructed uh, a, a comparatively small airport for the city of Washington and they said, you know, we're sick and tired of having all of the designer shops and the crowds that they attract. We're going to have nothing but plain, narrow corridors leading from a front door to the, to the place where you get onto the plane. Wouldn't the question of reasonable regulation and wouldn't the question of whether a public forum had been created or not be affected by simply the physical characteristics and the capacities of the airport? as distinguished from the kind of airports that we're talking about here, in which there is an apparent desire to or, or a compatibility with attracting crowds for something other than just getting on and off planes? In other words, isn't there a functional component to this that forbids us to talk about airports in the abstract? Well, I believe that, that our airports uh, are typical of... Well, how about the answer to my question? I mean, don't we have to approach it on a, on a kind of functional capacity basis to begin with? I, I believe that you have to look at each individual case and look at the purpose of the facility, the nature of the facility, characteristics, and to the extent that other airports would be different than our airport. Well, do you agree that if, that. An, if an airport is compatible with and has apparently been designed for and used for uh, the kind of functions that historically have taken place in town centers, uh, in courthouse squares and sidewalks and things like that, uh, that the answer to the question whether a public forum had been created there would be different 
from the answer in, uh, in, in the case that I gave, in which a, a, a no-frills airport with narrow corridors had been created. Wouldn't, wouldn't the answer be different? If, if an airport uh, terminal was the substitute for a public street, the answer would be different. But the concessions at major airports are designed for the people who are there for an air travel purpose, not for the, not for the general public. So that you think the, that regardless of the characteristics of the particular airport, it's the intention of the government that determines whether or not it may be treated as a public forum or not? It, it is the, uh, I think the major consideration is the purpose of the facility as shown well, is by... Purpose, are you talk, when you say purpose, do you mean intention? I or mean... Or do you mean the, uh, do you mean the, uh, the, the apparent functional capacity of what has been created? I, I mean the purpose to which the property is dedicated. So that if the, if the government says, we're going to build an airport, uh, we're going to have vast expanses of meeting places, shops, stores, we're going to have restaurants and invite the world in, but... We're doing this only for the ultimate purpose of facilitating air traffic, and nothing which is, in our judgment, incompatible with that can be allowed. That would foreclose the, the question whether there was a public forum there or not. Is, is that a fair summary of what you're saying? Uh, no, I don't, I don't believe that the government, by government fiat, can dictate what the purpose is. Okay, the now what's the distinction then between that case in which you don't allow the government fiat and, and the case that we've got before us? In, in this case, all the record evidence supports the finding that the sole purpose of the air terminals at Kennedy, LaGuardia, and Newark airports are to facilitate the safe, efficient, and convenient uh, movement of air travel. So you rest, in effect, on, on the factual findings, as you understand them, that the, that the function of the airport as an airport is inconsistent uh, with, with leafleting and solicitation. Is, is that the nub of it? That, that is correct. We believe that it's demonstrated that it's inconsistent and that such activity uh, causes delay, congestion, that the people at the airport are a captive audience, all right, so I don't mean to interrupt you unduly, but the, the real difference then between you and, and your brother is, is a disagreement over the significance of facts in this case, then. Well, I, I think it's a disagreement over the uh, controlling factors in public forum analysis. Uh, we believe... Uh, but it's also a disagreement of fact. He, as I understand him to be saying there, there is plenty of room for distributing leaflets and soliciting change. Well, I, I think he disagrees with the purpose of the facility, which is uncontested in the record and which was found by the, by the Second Circuit. Well, he disagrees with more than that. He says that an airport is a traditional public forum. That is, whether you want it to be f exclusively for travelers or not, it can't be exclusively for, for travelers. He says it's like public streets. He says it's like public parks. You cannot stop that from being a public forum, isn't it? I thought that was his argument, that, that airports, you must allow outsiders into airports, you must allow uh, literature to be, to be passed out because it's like the public streets. Isn't that 
more than differing on the facts of what you've allowed in this particular airport? Well, I, I think that we have, we have demonstrated that all the characteristics of the airport distinguish it from public streets. Yes, the location but, but, of the airport. But he's making a fundamental argument that does not hinge upon what you in this particular airport have, in fact, allowed the public to do. He's saying all airports, just like all public streets, must allow these things. Isn't that fundamentally different from, from, from your contention and, and different on something other than the facts? That, that is correct. It's the characteristics that we dis disagree on, the uh, location, the presence of captive audiences. We think all the... The facts have to do with whether this is a designated public forum, where, uh, where they have to do with whether, even though it isn't a traditional public forum, you have chosen to make it that. And that, it seems to me, is quite a separate question. And maybe we ought to discuss the two separately. There, there is no uh, contention here, from what I understand, that... And the Second Circuit found there wasn't a contention that this is a designated public forum. May I ask, Mr. Berg, does, you had this long history under this sort of tentative settlement or standby agreement or whatever you might call it. Uh, did the district court make any findings about the extent to which there was, in fact, interruption with access to the planes and the kind of thing that troubles you and the, the legitimate concerns? Uh, no, Your Honor. Uh, this case was decided on a motion for summary judgment. So there was not a, a, a trial. Do you think we should just presume that there's going to be all this crowding and interruption, or should there be a remand for hearings on that issue? I, I don't believe there should be a remand. I think the, the record, the affidavits in the record, and the uncontested facts are sufficient for this court to find that the air terminals are a non-public floor and that it's reasonable to prohibit the solicitation and distribution of literature. Is it reasonable for us to find that solicitation at this airport causes a serious problem with reference to the convenience of passengers and the congestion of traffic? Yes, Your Honor. That's, is that uncontested in your view? Uh, the, the Second Circuit made a finding that uh, solicitation would be even more of a problem here at air terminals than it was on the sidewalk involved in the Coquinda case. It made a finding? That they held that because of the nature of air travel, with uh, passengers going through the terminal buildings, rushing to catch a plane, are going uh, to secure ground transportation, carrying luggage, that it would be more disruptive here than in Coquinda to, to allow solicitation. I, I think that this case is quite close to the recent decision by this court in Coquinda. Uh, in fact, I think Coquinda was a more difficult case than this case, because in Coquinda, the government had to overcome the strong presumption that any, any sidewalk was a public forum. In the instant case, airport terminals, unlike sidewalks, have not long been devoted to expressive activity. Uh, significantly, 
in Coquinda in the course of holding that a postal sidewalk was not a public forum, the court set forth a number of critical factors, all of which are present in the instant case. First, this court noted that the government has much greater flexibility in restricting First Amendment activity when it is acting as the operator of a facility rather than as a government regulator. In the instant case, as in Coquinda, the Port Authority is acting as the operator of a facility rather than as a regulator. Airports, like post offices, are intended to be operated much like private businesses and be as self-supporting as possible. A second critical factor in Coquinda and also present here is the special purpose of the forum involved. The court noted that the sidewalk involved in Coquinda was constructed solely to assist postal patrons to negotiate the space between the parking lot and the front door of the post office, and not to facilitate the daily commerce and life of the neighborhood or city. In the instant case, the sole purpose of the air terminals is to facilitate air travel. As an airport operator, the Port Authority has a legitimate managerial interest to preserve air terminals for their air travel purpose. A final critical factor set forth in Coquinda, which is also present here, is the physical separation of the airports from the surrounding community. In Coquinda, the postal sidewalk was held to be akin to the non-public forums of the military uh, the sidewalks of the military base involved in Greer and distinguished from the public forum sidewalks surrounding this court involved in Grace. You, you, you allow solicitation and distribu distribution of literature on the sidewalks anyway, don't you? That is correct. So why isn't that enough anyhow? Why, why do we have to get into all the rest of the argument? Isn't that a reasonable time, place, and manner restriction? There, we do make that yeah. argument in, yeah. our, in our brief that even if it would be found to be a public forum, mm -hmm. that our regulations are va valid because they are uh, narrowly tailored and leave open ample alternative means of communication. You think you have the same opportunity to collect from somebody carrying a lot of baggage at a terminal on the street as you do once they get in and check their baggage, is that right? It, it gives exposure to those people if they wish to contribute. Yeah. In the instant case, even more than in Coquinda, the airports are an enclave, clearly separated from the surrounding community. I think the Coquinda decision is also significant for what it finds to be non-controlling factors. Would you help me on that separation from the rest of the community? Why is that relevant? I'm just not sure I understand that point. I think the, the separation is relevant because people are clearly aware that they are entering a different facility. They do not wander back and forth between city streets and the airport. So they're clearly aware the entrances and exits to the airport are, are clearly marked. So they are aware that they have entered a different type of facility, where special long Where they're protected from this kind of activity. Where the operator of the facility has the right to, to protect them from annoying activity. 
Would your argument be the same with regard to railroad stations if they were publicly owned? The railroad, a railroad station would have many of the uh, similarities uh, of the airport, but they also would have some differences. One, one difference would be the, the location. And there's a possibility that the, that the railroad terminal uh, located in the center of the city might be used for other purposes other, other than rail travel. Uh, in Coquinda, the court set forth a number of factors that it found to be non-controlling, and those factors are the principal factors relied upon by the plaintiffs in the instant case. Uh, the court noted that public forum analysis isn't dictated by the mere physical characteristics of the property. Uh, their sidewalk was held not, not to be a public forum. Here, plaintiffs attempt to, to argue that because there's some physical similarity between the air terminals and a public street, that they should be a public forum. The court also... Mr. Berg, let's assume that uh, the airport is not a traditional public forum, but, but, uh, uh, but that what we're arguing about is whether uh, it's, in effect, a designated public forum, that, that you, you've allowed some... Uh, some forum-type activity, and, and you should therefore have to allow this. I mean, you have stores, you have shops, you have a lot of those other things. Uh, and you, say, you say you need a reasonable basis for excluding, um, excluding this solicitation and this passing out of literature. What, what is the reasonable basis? Your passengers don't like it? It's, it's annoying to them? Is that, is that a reasonable basis? Well, the, the reasonable basis, Your Honor, is that it, it causes delay and causes congestion and that the passengers are a captive audience because they must be in the terminal and they must take designated routes in order to accomplish their air travel purpose. Well, couldn't, you, uh, couldn't those problems be solved by restricting the, sol the solicitors to certain areas? You wouldn't have to keep them out of the building entirely, would you? Well, as, as a practical matter, uh, Time, place, and manner regulations are very difficult uh, to administer. And if it's a non-public forum, uh, there is no requirement that a regulation be narrowly tailored, as long as the regulation is reasonable. What do your lessees do in the forum uh, <coughs> with respect to handing out uh, literature and soliciting? Say there's a... Uh, a, a place where a fast food place where you can sit down and uh, and do sit down. Do do your lessees uh, allow solicitation? As they they cannot they could not distribute literature or solicit on port authority controlled areas of the airports. Well, I know, but uh, don't you lease out uh, areas to stores? That, that's correct. Inside their own store, they could distribute literature or solicit. Oh, but it would be up to the lessee, wouldn't it? That's correct. You don't, uh, you don't require the lessees to keep them out or let them in? That, that, that is correct. The, so, uh, so it would depend on the lessee as to whether uh, solicitation could take place in, say, a bar? 
the the uh, the Krishnas entered into an agreement with the lessees, with the airline lessees, that they would not solicit or distribute literature in their areas. They dismissed their action against the airlines with prejudice. But how about stores? Uh, the issue has has never come up. I would doubt very much that the stores would uh, permit them in their areas. We have never had to deal, deal with the problem. We would have to examine the leases and determine what our rights would be under the I leases. Take it your, I take it that your, uh, your regulation would forbid uh, uh, <coughs> solicitation or, or handing out uh, of handbills at the very entrance, say, to a big store. That is correct. Mm -hmm. Even though the, anybody who was entering that store certainly isn't on the way to a gate. That, that, is, that is correct, but they would be a captive audience. Well, what difference does that make, by the way? Well, I just means that it just means that they uh, it just means that they uh, are what going to be bothered against their will. It, it means that they have uh, no choice but to be bothered. Whereas yeah. in, on a public street, you have the option of taking a different route mm -hmm. or being in a different location. And this court has has acted to recognize. Thank you, Mr. Berg. Mr. Fisher, you have four minutes remaining. Thank you, Your Honor. The narrow pavement strip serving the post office uh, parking lot uh, in Coquinda, of course, is wholly unlike the complex environment and the actual use and the reality at the New York area airports that the district court found in its opinion to add up to it being a public forum. The Port Authority, as it's uh, clear, allows continuous solicitations of people to read and sign petitions and membership forms, but you can't give out a self-addressed uh, donation mailer. You can't stand there mute uh, holding a bucket. And you can say, read this and sign this, but not give or join. Distinctions that are not borne out as having any impact difference in the record of this case. And in fact, this case was not ever was not ever presented by the Port Authority as one dealing with specific impacts justifying the uh, uh, regulation, or even bef before 1988 when there wasn't a regulation. They never argued the facts. And in fact, the only thing in the record is this. It's a single-page, bald table with numbers, and it tells you uh, failure to uh, check in to wear IDs and some other problems that they've had in administering this, which uh, are minor and diminished by 1980 and trail off by 1984, and the chart ends in 1986. Mr. The, Fisher, yes, uh, let me ask you about a procedural question. The district court ruled in favor of your clients on a motion for summary judgment. Yes. And the Court of Appeals ruled in favor of the Port Authority. Also, they didn't send it back for a trial. It ruled, it kind of granted summary judgment to the Port Authority, I take it. Uh, I suppose so, Your Honor. And what it did is something that well, none of the litigants asked to be done. What, they, what, the court, what the Second Circuit did 
even though nobody had argued this, and there wasn't any evidence to, to support it, was to say yes on, on a literature distribution and no on solicitations. But there's not any evidence in the, in the record of this case to support any such distinction, as I say, nor was it a- asked for. So the, the case now, uh, the, uh, the Court of Appeals, in its view, ended the case. There was no remand for uh, hearing exactly. or factual development. Yes, Your Honor. Also, the... Uh, uh, the, you know, there was a question uh, a moment ago about sidewalks. Sidewalks were never mentioned in this case until the brief before this court. It wasn't argued in the district court. It wasn't argued or mentioned or briefed or uh, there's no evidence. Uh, it's on in the regulations, isn't it? It's uh, not even mentioned in the regulations, Your Honor. The regulation that is the subject of this case only refers to the interiors, which have been the forum that has been the focus of this case and the attention of the District Court and the Second Circuit and all of the briefs, Your Honor, until the Port Authority's brief before this Court when they mention sidewalks, a wholly inappropriate place for which there is no evidentiary record to support. And it's, again, it's been the forum of the interior, which is the place where people finally uh, come to realize that they have time. And that's why the very profitable uh, airport Bloomingdale's and other shops are there. They're not there to... uh, to serve uh, passenger flow, but they're there for economic reasons because they know when people come to rest, they have time, they wander around, and they wander around to the area that the Hare Krishnas are allowed to be there now. I told you that it's an out-of-the-way spot near the stained glass chapel. That's the only place at the Kennedy Airport, that huge complex that they're allowed, and they've been allowed to be there for 17-plus years, and there's been no problem. May I I understand that as a fact? I, I, I guess I want to go back to kind of question one before your time is up. Do you claim that any airport is a public forum without more? We are arguing the general proposition that airports as transportation, crossroads, and thoroughfares are, in the first instance, to be considered public forum. Well, but I was trying you to say the first instance. Well, let me explain, because I, I obviously... They're, forum, they're public forums or they're not? Well, I, it, trying to be, you know... Uh, open in this discussion, I did say before and ran into some trouble that I could conceive of the, the, the structure. I don't know of any airport that exists like this, and it certainly isn't the New York airports, but you could have a, uh, you know, a, a runway with uh, uh, some kind of special security where people are only allowed into the parking lot or into the terminal, where there are no shops, where there's no characteristics, anything like the not only New York airports, but the L.A. airports and the Washington airports and, airport, and every airport that I know of. But, I mean, I could, I could theoretically conceive Mr. of... Mr. Fisher. Yes, Your Honor. I think you've answered the question. Your time is up. Yes, expired. thank you, Your Honor. The case is submitted. <laughs>